Hello all and welcome to the first installment of Q Sport The ISO Edition. In this series, we'll interview a range of guests who have influenced the sporting culture at Q High, as well as achieving high levels of success in their respective sports. Today, we will be interviewing a teacher that has had a massive impact on the way certain sports are played at Q High School. This teacher is also your go-to for a general sports chat. We welcome our first guest onto the Q Sports ISO Edition, the one and only Jim Session. Thanks for that uh, great introduction. I just, for our listeners out there, I didn't pay Danny to say that. So can I be really clear with that? But I do appreciate the kind words, mate. Thank you. No worries. So we're just going to go through a couple of basic questions for you. So what is your favourite memory regarding sport at Q? Favourite memory? There are, there are actually quite a lot of great memories. Um, for me, I'm going to... Well, I'll try and include you as much as I can, Danny, in this, of course. Yeah, um, but on, then. all my memories have really been about um, the boys' soccer teams and the football teams that I've taken. The strongest memory I have is definitely the year 10, in year 10, when we went all the way and won the title for futsal. Uh, the reason I say that is because there were five of you, well, there were six of you um, playing. Uh, you're playing back-to-back games all day, pretty much. Uh, I had a couple of other teams to manage, so I didn't get a lot of time to spend with you. Um, but the fact that I think one of the players couldn't quite play the whole day for certain reasons. So is the five of you playing, you know, these 45-minute matches back to back to back to back? And then the grand final where the opposing uh, coach got sent off? That was great. Can you remember what word he said? <laughs> what did he no, say? I, I, I can't. I just remember it wasn't very nice. It was unsavoury, I would say. He had some unsavoury words to say to the referee. So he got sent off. Uh, I believe we were up and then they came back potentially to go all square. And then Jimmy Tuntas scored a goal at the very end, if memory serves me correctly. It was a great corner. It was a brilliant pass. I wonder who took the corner. Yeah, I wonder. Um, but that was a great day. Obviously, um, Jimmy actually didn't do a whole lot of running that day from memory. It was... Uh, the boys did most of the running, but um, just the um, excitement from that day, the fact we'd never played futsal before. Um, obviously, I've coached you since year seven, but and I've known you really well from that time, obviously being a coordinator for, the, for those years too. But um, seeing you all perform like that was a really exciting, but also a really proud moment because I feel sometimes we don't get the reward. We don't get that trophy at the end when we play soccer. So to get that at futsal was, was really exciting. And that's probably the main memory I have of, of that collective sense of pride um, that we have at the school when we um, achieve something fantastic. Thank you. Uh, on another note, what's your best personal sporting achievement? Well, I think it comes back to school again. Uh, actually, I was referencing this very story on my own podcast, if I can give that a plug. <laughs> of course. But it's a six-piece podcast. Um, I was speaking with my good friend, Tim, the other day about... Um, running in relays. So I'm an athletics person and I'm a sort of a, used to be a sort of 100, 200 meter runner. Now I've moved up to 400, a bit, uh, a bit braver now. I was quite weak back then, but the four by 100 meter relays that I was a part of throughout high school in year, when I was in year eight, I was young for my year level. So I ran with the year sevens and we ran the perfect relay. No dramas at all. We won that easily. And we trained our changes. We trained our changes like for the whole week before leading up to it. We wanted to win that one. And, I think there's something about athletics that's quite individual and the fact you don't get to compete in a team 
means that the relay just heightens that excitement. Um, but that was my favorite moment of all time at the old Olympic Park, which isn't there anymore. Collingwood train on that section now since they built Amy Park. But um, that was probably my favorite achievement from a school sense. And again, I love the fact that I got to wear um, my school gear with pride and, and win something. Very nice. So why are you so passionate about people getting involved in sport at Q? Uh, it goes probably back to when I first started um, at Q High School. I took the year nine and 10 boys soccer team and there were nine students that turned up that day. And I was quite shocked by that, not just because of the numbers, but the fact that I did note that there were a lot of kids playing soccer outside in the schoolyard uh, and some really talented players as well. So um, the idea was that I wanted to um, take this on and build it into something uh, a lot bigger. And what's turned out now is that I'm sort of having, unfortunately, to turn kids away from playing um, school sport, which is a real shame. I wish I could take everyone. I wish I could take four or five teams. But um, the thing that's been really good about it is the fact I see these students develop from year seven right through to year 12. Obviously, they compete outside the school as well. And we've seen plenty of ex-Q high school students go on to Melbourne Victory, Melbourne City, um, go overseas and play. And currently, there's a lot of really classy players playing in the NPL. Uh, I've forgotten what question you asked me now when I'm on a bit of a tangent. Why are you so passionate about people? Oh, why am I so passionate? Well, that's the other thing. I get to see you outside of school. And we all know that, that things are different outside the, dare I say, it, four walls of the classroom. It's an old footy term that's always thrown around. But I get to see you excel in something that you just, I can't see in an English classroom. And that's why I really enjoy it. And that's why I'll keep doing it. Whether it's soccer, whether it's netball, which I know I've taken a few times with Bodie, whether it's table tennis, athletics, whatever it is, I'm always happy to take it because it's a great experience, not just for the kids, but for myself personally as well. Great. On the note of soccer, what made you run the soccer sessions at lunchtime that you sometimes run on the big soccer pitch? It probably, again, stems back to my own high school days where house spirit was massive. And we'd, have, we'd actually have house footy at school. So you'd get one period off a week to play this house footy and the footy at my school was, was really big. I'm talking about Aussie rules footy here. I'll be clear with that. Um, and I wanted to bring something like that to school because, yeah, grades and, and you know, ATARs are, are great and sure you can remember those, but what's better is actual memories and being with your mates and, and competing in and just competing against each other. I won't forget those days. So my hope was to bring something like that to students at the school. Very professional answer. Thank you. No worries, Danny. Sorry, Daniel. Ah, yes. So, in general, what is your favourite sporting moment in any sport? In the world? Are we talking about the world yeah. or... Yeah, 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 yeah. This is really hard. Uh, I'll go... Okay, I'll go... Pick one that I watched and I'll pick one that I went to. Sure. So... The one that I remember the most is definitely Australia qualifying for the Soccer World Cup in 2005. And that was beyond big. Um, football or soccer, whatever you want to call it, um, has always been, for me, a, a sport I've loved. My grandpa obviously came from, from overseas. He came from Finland to Australia. And how he connected with other people because he couldn't speak really well was soccer. That's the language that he knew. And he grew up, or he spent a lot of time down at South Melbourne 
at Middle Park at the Grand there, um, and he felt a sense of belonging. So to see Australia make a World Cup was really exciting. From a personal level, actually going to watch something, I'm actually it's going to be really boring. It's going to be a World Cup. Um, I got to go in 2010 to the World Cup in South Africa, and I got oh, to really? watch. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, that was a surreal experience. I actually didn't feel like I was at a World Cup game. I was just, you know, I was just in such a space where it felt um, almost un- unreal. And then when Germany beat Australia 4-0, uh, then it sort of, yeah, it, it hit home pretty hard there. Um, but we can blame Pim for Bake for that. But being at a World Cup, there's nothing like it. There's absolutely nothing like it. The whole country was just absorbed like, the whole paper was full of World Cup stuff. You knew everything that was going on, all the players who were playing, and it was actually a really good tournament apart from Australia getting belted in that game. So those are my two probably favourite moments. What about you, yourselves? Any moments? Oh, gee. Too many. Um, so is, is it just like going to watch games or seeing them it live? It could be anything, or? mate. I just want to... It's just moments that, that, that you felt you'll never forget. I don't know why this popped into my head, but I think maybe 2011, I was watching uh, in, back in Turkey. I went there for a couple of weeks to visit my family. Uh, Galatasaray was playing Juventus and everyone was in like this little bar kind of thing. Um, and I think we came back last minute and just won the game and everyone was going berserk. And that just like felt really good and the adrenaline was pumping. So I don't know if that's my... Favorite? That's just the one that's popping in my head at the moment. How about you, Bodie? Ah, uh, yeah, mine for general sport watching and something that stuck with me is probably the 2014 elimination final North played against Essendon. Uh, we were down at three quarter time by probably 20 points, I think. And one of the moment that sticks in my mind the most is Drew Petrie hadn't kicked a goal the entire game. Uh, the ball went to him with about two minutes to go. And he snapped one over his left shoulder and put it in, put us up. His first final, I think I'd actually been to and seen us win. So that was, yeah, it's pretty, pretty special in my mind. Uh, from a personal note, it would be winning a national title. That probably will never leave oh. me. <laughs> Can't say I've won a national title, but... No, me neither. <laughs> but just with that, Bodie, like you talk about just that North Melbourne game and, and what a thrill it is when you're so invested in, in a club or in a team and... It's more than just the colours, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. You ride every single bump and, and you feel just as much a part of that win as those players do. Yeah, well, my family, my dad's side of the family have always gone for North. They've been like supporters of the club for over 100 years. And yeah, so for me to get to share that with my dad and my family is pretty special. So that's probably even more white sticks in my mind. Yeah, there is a, something nice about family. I mean, um, I've got... A lot of brothers. I don't have time to name all of them now, but um, we all catch up at Melbourne Victory Games. That's when we see each other. Um, we're always pretty busy between games, but those games we sort of pen in into our calendars and we meet up and catch up. And there's something really nice about that that sense of family. Uh, the next one is what would what's one thing you'd like to see change at Q in terms of sporting culture? There's two things. <laughs> I'd lo- I'd like training. I'd love to be able to have the time to, to train um, because there's uh, firstly, it, it shows a greater will and desire to, to win and winning isn't everything, but I think 
winning is part of why you play sport. It, it's, it's the reward at the end of, as you both know, training really hard. Um, the second thing I think is just participation. Uh, for me, uh, it's one of those things where running 100 metres isn't that much of an achievement. So why don't we see every single student in the school running 100 metres? Why don't we have 20 heats for the 100 metres for every year level? Um, ideally, that's something I'd love to see. Um, and I will say that, especially at the swimming recently, there was massive numbers for participation that I, I haven't seen those numbers before. So that's really good. And I know that you as leaders and the leadership team at Year 12 have, have invested yourselves in, in getting more people to compete. And although we don't have an ass carnival this year or yet anyway, um, that's something I'd love to see in the future. Just kids giving it a go and really building that house spirit and pride. How did you come to supporting such an awful team like Blackburn Rovers? Oh, this is a, this, you know what? I'll, how do I tell this story in a short way? Okay. So I'm seven years old. I think the Premier League used to be on a Monday night. There used to be highlights of the Premier League on every Monday night on SBS. Would not miss that for the world. You know, all my brothers used to watch, watch that. My grandfather spent some time in Leicester. So Leicester were playing on TV and uh, this was back in 1998 or something like that. So a long time ago. And they said, hey, Sam, you should support Leicester. That's where your grandpa spent some time. I said, okay, I'll go for Leicester. Which one are they? They're the blue team. Great. Chief of the blue team? Blue team one. Blue team that day were Blackburn, not Leicester. But my mind was made up. And I was happy about that for about 20 years until in 2016, Leicester decided, hey, we're going to win the Premier League. And um, I was a little bit disappointed. But my club have won a Premier League title. And Liverpool, as we speak, are yet to win a Premier League title. So I'm sitting very happily at the moment. And any Liverpool supporters that want to talk about, you know, Champions League titles and, and First Division titles, you've been in the Premier League every single year. You've never won it. That makes you the most unsuccessful club in Premier League history. So you can have that for breakfast every day. Is, is that uh, directed at Nikitas? Uh, normally, yes. <laughs> Nikitas, who is now who is now eighteen. Nikitas is now eighteen. Ah. He, he's a man. Not that I ever doubted that, but uh, no. <laughs> but uh, no, that, that's how I came to go for Blackburn. And um, obviously, I'm someone who sticks to their team, and I didn't want to change. Um, back to your 400 meter running. Uh, could oh, you tell us yes. a little bit about your 400 meter running and training and why you chose the 400 meter? I'm going to be really corny and say the 400 meters chose me. Uh, please, <laughs> uh, please edit that out. Please edit that out. Okay. Not a, not a chance. No. Okay. But like, just, just so everyone's very clear, I don't have a massive ego. I, no, that's going to be the title. Uh, just in, in uh, quotation marks, <laughs> 400 meters chose me. And, yeah, and it's all about me, 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 me. Okay, so 400 meters, I was a 100, 200 meter runner at high school. And then um, as I got a little bit older, as you do, as you'll find out very soon, uh, hopefully, or I'll be very jealous of you, um, you lose a bit of your speed. Um, but 400 meters just sort of worked for me. It was a, a, like, you know, you're running for 50, 55 seconds in that sort of bracket while I am anyway. And that's about as much of a pain threshold I really have. <laughs> Uh, don't ask me how 800 meters sprint for two laps. I really don't. Um, I train mostly with 800 meter runners though, and they're absolute freaks. Um, but it's one of those distances I think that I really like because uh, there are tactics involved, but you're, you're going flat out the whole time. 
And it's really enjoyable in hindsight because you get to about 200 meters to go and you're absolutely gassed. You've got nothing left, but the momentum and the desire and the um, just your aggression to get there wills you all the way. In terms of training, um, there's a number of ways just with sprinting, you can do it as interval training, um, which I quite enjoy. And I really like, it's a bit more explosive. I use the beach a fair bit for running as well, which I really enjoy. It's a really forgiving surface, but it's also a really challenging surface on that soft sand. And there's other things that you can do in terms of speed, um, especially in the gym. So you're looking at building your hammies and your lower back. So deadlifts, which I know, Daniel, you're very much aware of there. Absolutely. So deadlifts are great for hammy strength and that's, um, I think that's an area that most runners, most sprinters sort of want to build on because that's where their explosive speed comes from. And, and that's the thing, I guess, is, I don't know if you're finding this, but with no gym to really work with, I'm finding that the hardest thing to sort of do is to maintain my Peak physique. physique. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because I, I mean, as someone who really enjoys gym work to an extent, um, it's that's what I find that I'm missing. I know, Danny, you've got some stuff at home. Yeah, got a couple of things, but I really don't use them as much as I'd like to or as much as I thought I would. It's kind of like I look at them and I'm like, yeah, I'll do that another time. Whereas, and, then, and then I just don't do them. How are you finding motivation? I mean, you're both team sport players. How are you finding exercise and motivation for that being isolated and away from teammates? I lost uh, it for a bit. I had took a probably three week break as soon as I found out nationals was cancelled and just couldn't, didn't want to do a whole lot. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm all right though, because I don't go to nationals. <laughs> uh, Back to the topic of your physique. I'm sure you can't maintain, <laughs> maintain such a body like that without a coach. So uh, could you tell us a little bit, little bit about him? Yeah, so my coach is called Bay. Um, so everyone laughs whenever I say that name. His name is Bay. He's, um, he's a massive unit. He's huge. Um, he, I've been working with him for about six years. And the thing, my favorite thing about is the fact that he won't make me do the same exercise twice or he'll always change things up. Um, normally that involves me hanging upside down or potentially pushing his car down the main street in Middle Park or making me run so many laps around the block that I end up spewing uh, in front of cafes and restaurants. Um, sorry for anyone who's eating at home, but this is just, my belief in general about fitness is the more you change things up, the less repetitive your training is, the more change you're going to see in your body. I think too often, and I think if you've been to a gym, you might have seen the same old people that walk into the gym, go straight for the dumbbells and go straight for the um, bicep curls. Um, that's great. But if you want to change your body, you should be looking at doing a whole range of exercises and changing up as often as you can. And that nice balance of cardio and, and weight work, I think is always important too. Not only to keep um, that cardiovascular endurance going, but um, just to have sanity and some balance. There's a little what tip you? for you guys at home. What about you, Danny? Any, any tips? Any tips? Yes, on uh, maintaining your physique. I'm no coach. Just uh, stay up to date with Bodie and Ice content, and you'll uh, maintain peak physique. Obviously. I, I and honestly, I think a coach is a really important tool. It's a really important resource. 
Um, Brody, you might be able to answer this too, but um, I find there's 50% of what my coach tells me to do, I would never do on my own. And that's probably being conservative. Um, they're there to yeah. push you and motivate you. And if you build a relationship with them, they'll know your body so well that they'll know exactly what works. Yeah, that's definitely accurate, especially with training and that kind of stuff. The more that you understand each other, the better it gets and the more you get out of it. Just having a coach there as well just makes you want to push that a little bit more. I was at the park the other day and uh, this, the first head coach was kicking the ball with his son and he was there. So I was like, right, I've got to run these laps as, uh, as best as I can. Maybe I'll get a, get a look into the team. Um, so, good. yeah, um, it does help. It does help. Danny's got a bit of a controversial question here. On a scale of uh, 10 to 10, how scum is born? Uh, how many significant figures do I need, need to go to here? Just two. Look, I have a professional relationship uh, with, uh, with Bourne High School. I'm not going to go into comment about uh, how scummy I think they are or may not be uh, or are. Uh, but look, we have a professional relationship with them. And uh, I think uh, sometimes, um, even though they might win the title, we, won't, we win the day. Let's put it there. All right? So in that scale, that'd be a 10? No comment. Okay. I'll take that as a yes. Can I, can I give you a tip or a piece of advice, Bodie? Sure. I'd be dropping that bloke, that co-host of yours, as soon as I can and start. Uh, that's when you'll see to start, this, uh, start seeing this show grow and blossom. Uh, thank you for joining us, sir, on this first installment of the QISO edition. It's been my pleasure. And just uh, one tip for all our listeners, if they do want advice on how to maintain a prime physique, please do not contact Tim Gason. And Tim Gason, if you are listening to this, can I suggest that you run a few laps just to maintain a bit of fitness levels? That'd be great. Thank you all for joining us on the first edition of the Q Sports Isolation podcast. We'll see you at the same time next week with two brand new guests who have excelled in their respected sporting areas. Until then, stay tuned and stay safe.